2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. And if you could please stand to honor the reading of his word. And while you're doing that, I want to say this. What a blessing it was to hear these two wonderful gentlemen giving their testimonies. It's very moving, very, very moving. These men who who are standing up for us continuously and standing for the Lord too. Wonderful. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 1 through 4 says, So you, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Share the things that you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses with faithful men who will be able to teach others also and do our hard times as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No soldier on active duty entangles himself with civilian affairs that he may please the enlisting officer. God bless and honor the ring of his word. You may be seated. You may be seated. When I was 15 years old, I worked at McDonald's right here in Clay Como. And that was a different building, I often say. It was a different building, but it was right there in the exact same spot that it's in. Now, when I was 15 and I worked there, I proudly served. Now, I was there for four years. I wasn't proudly there for four years, but I was proudly serving the police officers there, a lot of them, incidentally, and also serving the firefighters there, too. And I proudly served those firefighters and policemen there. And uh, to be completely honest with you, I probably gave them more ice cream than I probably should have, to be honest with you. But I did. I did. I proudly served them. And during those same days, I also served God. When I was a young man, I was teaching Sunday school and the children's uh, opening before Sunday school. And children's church as well. We first started children's church then, and I was a children's church minister. And for many, many years, I did that. I started preaching for my very first time while I was also working there. Uh, just for a special couple times, and I didn't believe I could do such a thing. I started preaching. Years, many, many, many years later, God called me to be a pastor. And I didn't believe I could do such a thing. The point of all this is to say that you never know where God will have you and have your services lead. Because God can do all things. And the title of today's sermon is Your Services. Because your services are needed. Your services for your community, your services for wherever you are, and your services for God are needed. And oftentimes we think, I can't serve, but I'm telling you that you can. It just depends upon when you're listening to God. Your services are definitely needed. And so today we're honoring services of the police officers and of the firemen and other people too, the first responders. That could very well be people who are in ambulances. Uh, just recently I had to be in an ambulance, and that was interesting. And it just turns out that I ended up knowing some of the people that were in that ambulance. That was interesting too. I don't necessarily like going to the first responders when it comes to that kind of stuff, but sometimes it's necessary and you have to do so. And I always appreciate the people who come and help. I always do. I always appreciate the people who help out. I've seen people come in this town, and I appreciate that. I always appreciate the police officers who are here on the land protecting this church. I always appreciate the police officers who come and spray those children down. Because I'm going to tell you something. If I could do it on my own, I would. I'd take out a hose and spray them down. I don't think the parents would appreciate that. But I will say this. I appreciate that because you do more than that. You keep uh, your eyes upon this community. You keep it upon us. And I appreciate that. I always appreciate how kind the police officers and the firemen are. They may not think it's it's much. They may not think there's much to that, but there is. Because they put a, a sense of kindness on the people around them. There's a lot to that. And you Christians here right now, you may think, uh, and I'm talking about you people of the church, 
right now you may think that this is not being spoken to you, and it is. Because you are a Christian, when you're a Christian, you're a Christian soldier for the Lord. You're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, you're saved by him, and you become a soldier for the Lord right away. And as you become a soldier for the Lord, you have services to serve to the Lord. Right away you have services. And I'm going to now open up to Ephesians chapter 6, because it talks about being a soldier for the Lord in Ephesians chapter 6. It talks about serving the Lord, and it doesn't matter what you do upon your life, you are to be a, ser a servant, and yes, a soldier unto the Lord. And it talks about this. And when you are a servant to the Lord, you are to put on the armor as a soldier for the Lord. And it tells us in uh, verse 10, it says, let me sure I'm reading this here completely as I want to here. Uh, verse 10 through 18, it says, Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and put on the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your waist girded with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to extinguish all the fiery arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit always with all kinds of prayer and supplication. To that end, be alert with all perseverance and supplication for all of the saints. Now, this is saying, take up the word of God. Every bit of this, every part of the armor is the word. I'll talk more about this here in a few weeks when we talk more about being in the army. But in this case, we're talking about being a servant, a soldier of God. Because you are to have the word of God with you continuously, always. And I know right now a lot of times people think, well, I can't do any of this stuff. But the fact is you can when you're a soldier of God. Because as it says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not because of what we can do, but what he can do through us. We're to be able to stand strong because of what God has given us, which is armor, not because of our might, but because of the might of God himself. Now, there are many positions and many services that God has placed the soldiers in, and there are. And I want to read Romans 10, 13 through 14 real quick to you. I'm going to read one position specifically, and it says this. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Now, I'm mentioning a preacher for a minute, not because I'm patting myself on the back, but because many people believe that only a preacher can be used of God. Now, this is nonsense. Many people can be used of God, not just a preacher. How can they hear without a preacher? Well, the fact is, is a preacher has a specific position. We know that, a specific position. And many people want to say, how can I be used of God? Well, I mentioned earlier that when I was young, God called me, but he called me in different positions. And when he called me in those different positions, and every single position he called me in, I kept thinking, I can't do that. I'm just me. I can't be called to teach to the little kids. I'm just me. I'm a kid myself, and I was. I was 13 years old. I thought, I can't be used of God. But all that God asked me to be was be obedient. And I was. And then after I was teaching the little openings, helping out this lady, this wonderful lady who, who taught in our church, then God called me to take over that. 
And I was obedient to that. And then suddenly he called me to start doing Sunday school. And after that, he called me to do more and more and more until finally he called me to be a preacher. And then finally, he called me to be a pastor. Now, he didn't just one day say, hey, you're going to be pastor of the church. No, he called me to be an obedient servant, an obedient soldier. And eventually, he called me to something more. That's what God does. How can we use a God? You are you. But he called you to be an obedient you. And God's going to use you no matter what you do in life. Right now, you may be a father. But God wants you to be an obedient father, an obedient servant father to the Lord. And he might use you as a father to lead your children. Or maybe you're a mother. And he's going to use you as a mother. Because listen, whatever position you're in, God can use you. Maybe you're a father, a mother, a grandfather, a grandmother, an aunt, an uncle, a friend or a neighbor, but God can use you. Maybe you're a hero. Oh, maybe you don't think of yourself as a hero, and I understand that. Nobody goes around saying, I'm a hero, and if you do, maybe you have an ego problem. I don't know. But the point of the matter is, God God can use you even if you're just an acquaintance for someone. God can use you. Maybe in your job, and you think, I don't have an important job. Well, I'm not here to talk about that or what your job might be. But the fact of the matter is, is in every position you have in life, God can use you in that position. Maybe you work at a quick trip, and you're thinking, I, hey, I can't be used at a gas station. Who says you can't? Only you, but God can use you wherever you're at. Who's to say that at the very moment when you're working at your gas station, that somebody isn't going to walk in and need to be lifted up, and they're going to be able to do so because the Holy Spirit's going to use you? Who's to say that? Maybe you might think that you're not going to be used because right now it's just you and your children at your home. But God's going to use you with those children because you're going to be able to raise them to follow God. God can use you. When your services are to the Lord, God can use you in any way possible because God can do what? All things when we allow him to do it. Wait, Pastor. I can't talk about God in my job. If I talk about God in my job, I'll get fired. Well, I, I know that. In some positions, in some jobs, if you talk about God, you'll be canned. We know that. Maybe if you're a police officer or a fireman, you talk about God to someone, you, you'll get fired. I, I get that. If you if you give someone a Big Mac at McDonald's and you say, hey, you know, God wants you to eat that Big Mac carefully, pray first, you, you might get fired. I understand all that. I'm not asking you to hand them a scripture at Taco Bell. I'm not asking you to make sure that you give them a little uh, prayer uh, while you're trying to sell them a toy. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm not asking you to do that. What I am saying is, is to, by our actions we are known, so behave like a Christian. Show them the actions of the Lord. Let them see Christ in you. And that can do a whole lot. Because as I say over and over and over again, by our actions we are known. This is very, very important. You are soldiers, folks. You're soldiers for the Lord. By our actions, we are known. You know where I first heard that? Years ago, I was just a little boy. Not really. I was in my 20s, but I acted like a little boy. So where did I first hear that? Well, to tr tell you the truth, there was a, a policeman. There was a policeman who was visiting my house. He was a policeman right here from Clay Como. His name was Matthew Coons. He first said that, by our actions, we are known. And it stuck with me. And I use it every day because it's true. The things that we do, the way that we're known, people are known by the way we behave. That's biblical too, by the way. That's biblical. By our actions, we are known. People know by the way we behave. But I first want to talk about soldiers of justice because police officers, you are soldiers of justice. 
That's what we're going to call you today, soldiers of justice. God uses you to pull those out of the life of darkness and sin and out of death. And I'm, I'm, I'm serious about this. Now, there are people who are out there in the world who are living in darkness, who are living in sin, who are doing things that are putting them in a moment of death, in a moment of darkness. God might use you to help them at that moment. Now, I realize it's all your fault. I realize that everything they do is your fault. Now, I'm being facetious in case you didn't realize this. It's all your fault that they were doing drugs. It's all your fault that they went past that stop sign. It's all your fault that they were going past the speed limit. We realize this. It's all your fault that they didn't have the license plate taken care of. We know that. But the point is this, that God can use you in that moment to help them in the moment that they need you. It says in Romans 8:28, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. God might use you at that moment to save their lives, not just from a moment of crime, but from a moment that they were following the ways of the world, the ways of Satan. God might even use you at that moment to get them closer to the ways of God by the way you behave, by the way that you are doing things of justice and the ways of justice are the ways of God. God may be using you at that moment. It says in first, and this is for all of you, both the firemen and the policemen, 1 Peter 3, 15 and 16, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Always be ready to give an answer to every man who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with gentleness and fear. Now, fear doesn't mean being afraid here. It means respect of God. Have a good conscience so that evildoers who speak evil of you and falsely accuse you, excuse me, and falsely accuse your good conduct in Christ might be ashamed. Now, I see the news. I hear things. I don't know about you specifically, but I know how people talk about police officers. And they're ignorant. They're ignorant because they don't realize what you're really trying to do is protect them. And I realize, and by the way, that's not me. <laughs> I respect you all with all my heart and soul. Uh, I say it all the time. Maybe you see me on here, maybe you don't. But I do know this. I respect you all for what you do. And I thank you, incidentally. Uh, I really appreciate what you all do. In the Bible, there is a man of law. And that was Moses. Oh, he wasn't a police officer. But he spoke God's law. He stood for the law of God to the people. That was a different kind of law, but it was the law of God. And that was Moses. He was the law of God to the people. Now, God actually came down and spoke to the people from Mount Sinai. But then, then Moses went to the top of that mountain, and God gave that law to Moses. And Moses came down with that law and spoke it to the folks. And wouldn't you know, people could not stand Moses half the time because Moses made sure that he... He made sure that law was, was followed through. And the people would get mad at Moses. How dare he make sure that we follow the law of God? Well, you know how that is. You know how it is. How dare you do what you're supposed to do? So you guys know how they go through it. But then, then there's you, the fireman. You are the soldiers of light. You're the soldiers of light. God uses you to pull those out of fear. This is specifically afraid, fear. Fear of, of fire. You are there to save their lives. You're not just there to save their lives. You're there to save their lives and bring them to true light, the light of the Lord God. You are. It says in John 12, 26, If anyone serves me, he must follow me. This is Jesus Christ talking. He must follow me where I am. There will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father, talking about the Lord God, will honor him. You are sent to bring them out of death, to bring them out of death at that moment. Who's to say Who's to say that you haven't given them another chance? We'll talk about that in a moment. But you have protected them from that moment. You protected them. It then says in Ephesians 4.4, 4, 
There is one body and one spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, even as you were called in one hope of your calling, talking about the body of Christ, and that is your job, that is your calling. You're protecting them, you're saving them. I dare say that you're much like the prophets were in the days of time. You're much like those prophets. They are pulling people out of the time of danger, trying to bring people to follow God. In fact, you're much like Elijah was. Elijah was a man who was a prophet, and he was involved in fire and rain. Elijah was trying to bring people out of their time of trials, trying to bring the people out of a time of terror in the times they needed it. So I will today call the police officers, the soldiers of, of justice, and I will call you firemen, the soldiers of life. But all together, I want to call you both soldiers of God's time. Now, why would I call you this? Because you have been given, you've been given a wonderful ministry. You have been given a wonderful ministry. You are servants who have been given a wonderful ministry to give them one chance, just one more chance to change their eternal destiny. Think about that for a second. You've been given a chance to give them a chance, one more chance to change their eternal destiny, where the people of law have been uh, given an opportunity to give them an opportunity, those people to change what they're doing with their life, to change what road they're on. You people, you people, you soldiers of light, have given them an opportunity to change their destiny of where, when their death is going to be. Because now you've helped them. There is but one way unto heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. And you both have been used to help them when their eternal death will come and when their death on earth will come. Maybe they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, but you both are used to help them in their opportunity to give them another chance. Just like the doctors are used, just like the people, the ambulances are used, you all are used. Now, maybe you don't think of it that way, but you are. And I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that tomorrow or today. I see some of you are dressed and ready for a job. Thank you for that. But be prepared when you go out there and when Satan tries to tell you that you're not making a difference, you are. And you are being used of God just like I'm being used of God. Just in a different way. You have a ministry just like I have a ministry. Okay, so you may not be dressed with a tie, a beautiful tie. But I'll tell you this, you're dressed wonderfully to serve the Lord God. Maybe you don't think you are, but you are. You have an opportunity to go out there and be used of God. To save a life. Save an eternal life. An eternal life. You're being used of God. You are soldiers of the Lord. Just a different kind. Just a different kind. You're soldiers of God's time. You're giving them another chance to call out to Christ. To call out to Christ. It says in Mark 16, 15, Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And once again, people say, but I can't. I'll lose my job. We're not talking about. Remember, we're not talking about through words. We're talking about through action. Through the love and compassion, you may bring him to the Lord. Remember, through his word, his word is a sword. His word is a sword. By our actions, we are known. Behave like Christ. Behave like Christ. You can change a life. And Jesus Christ, or you can save their eternal life. Isn't that a wonderful, beautiful thing? That God can use you to save their life? That's beautiful. We are servants of God. We can serve all. I say we, he, through us, can serve all. And this is for all of us and all that we do. It says in Colossians 3.12, So embraces the elect of God, holy and beloved, a spirit of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. 
And that means patient, because we're going to go through it for a long time. Colossians 3, 23 through 24. And whatever you do, do it heartily, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive a reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. We're to serve him with all our heart and soul. And when we serve all, we need to remember to do it with the golden rule at heart. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Do it the best of your ability. You all have been called to do what you do. And you may not have realized that. I don't know how you grew up. Maybe when you were a young child, maybe you played out with the hose out in the front yard, firemen. Maybe you played with the hose in the front yard and said, someday I want to be a fireman. I don't know. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Maybe one day you were in high school and God told you what you were going to do. Maybe you didn't realize it was God telling you. Maybe you did. I don't know. Maybe for you police officers, maybe it was just something that came to you one day. You know, hearing this wonderful man's mystery, that really moved me. It moved me a lot, brother. And uh, i got to tell you, I'm not going to ever forget that. I'll tell you this. I really appreciate it with all my heart and soul, what you all do. I appreciate it. You know, I really do. Let's give him another round of applause, all of them. You are more than just a servant for God. You're a servant to all, as Christians are to do. And I don't know if you know the Lord God. I'm assuming you all do. If you don't, this is a day that can change for everyone here. And I'm talking to you at home, too. You can ask Jesus in your heart this very day. And I also know I'm talking to you at home right now. I also know what you've heard online. I know what you hear every single day from the people who know so much on Facebook, the people who know so much online about the police officers. And, of course, I'm being facetious. They don't know anything. I'm sitting there saying this to you. They hear things, gossip about what police officers and all do, or what they do to save your life. And, you know, there's so many experts who don't know a doggone thing about the Bible. And they think they know so much about Jesus. But I can tell you this. The fact is Jesus Christ loves you. And these police officers and these firemen have been used to save your life. So think this through. Think this through. These people are servants to the people. And the Lord Jesus Christ wants to use you today to be a servant to him. To change your life forever. Think about that. Think that through. Don't listen to People who know nothing. Listen to those who do know what they're talking about. And listen to Jesus Christ who knows you thoroughly. Thoroughly. As a servant of God, we're to be a servant to all. It says, you brothers, this is Galatians 5.13, you brothers have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity of the flesh, but by love serve one another. You know, even Jesus Christ said this in Mark 10.45, for even the Son of Man, that's Jesus, even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is Jesus Christ. So the question is, are you a Christian soldier today? Are you a Christian warrior, a servant? I pray and hope you are. And I appreciate what you all do. It says in John 13, 16, Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. John 14, 15, Jesus Christ said this to all of his disciples. If you love me, keep my commandments. But we're to love those more than we love ourselves. And I am so appreciative, 
so appreciative of the soldiers of Christ who continue to go out and serve, just like these wonderful brothers who are with us today. But I'll tell you something. Jesus is the ultimate lawman, the ultimate firefighter. He's the ultimate one. Why do I say that? Because just earlier I mentioned Moses and Elijah. I mentioned how Moses was the lawman of the Bible, and Elijah is the prophet. He's the one who represents the, the soldier of light. Let me tell you this. Jesus Christ is the ultimate lawman. He is the ultimate man because he has fulfilled the law of God. He's fulfilled the prophecies. He met on the Mount of Transfiguration. He met with Moses and Elijah, showing that he fulfilled the law, showing that he fulfilled the prophecies. He showed these things. He's the only firefighter who can take out the eternal fire of hell. He's the only one that can take us out of the eternal fire of hell. The only one. And if there be anyone who has not, as he's in the heart, this is the only day, perhaps, that we're going to be able to have such a thing to do so. Jesus Christ is the ultimate man of law, the ultimate firefighter, the ultimate uh, man of law. He's the one, the only one. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Philippians 1.21, for to me to continue living is Christ and to die is gain. So we allow Christ to live within us. In John 16.33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in the world. You will have, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. Jesus Christ said he's overcome the world. And we can allow Jesus Christ to live within us. You who are of law know that Jesus Christ has already overcome the things of this world. Jesus Christ is going to continue to live through you and reach people through you. And that's a beautiful thing. And know that. And you people, you people who are soldiers of the light, know that Jesus Christ uses you to reach people, catch them out of that fire. And Lord willing, if he continues to use you and you, Perhaps he will grab them from that eternal damnation that they're on their way to. And I do pray and hope that every single one of you is my brother and sister in Christ. And if you're not, that can change this very day. And as we close here today, I want to read to you 1 Peter 4.10. As everyone has received a gift, even so serve one another with it as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And as you go on, know this, no matter what you face, the people of darkness and crime or the people who are facing fire, know that you are not alone. The Lord Jesus is with you. He's protecting you. Call out to him. He will keep you safe. And just so you know, and I already know we pray for this every week, but we do pray for you every single day. I pray for you all. Not just the one that I know personally, but every single one of you. And I appreciate you all with all of my heart. Let us bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you so very much that you protect us all. I thank you for these good men and women who are with us today, every single one of them. I pray, Lord God, if there be anyone here today or anyone who's watching at home, I pray, Lord God, that you will protect them. 
I pray you be with them, Lord Jesus Christ, that there be anyone here who's watching or, or who's with us who do not know you. I pray, Lord God, the Holy Spirit will call out to them. I pray that they will hear you and understand that there is but one way into heaven. I pray that they will know that they can know you today. And Lord Jesus Christ, I pray upon this day that you will use these soldiers to continue to bring people to you. And I pray for your love to be felt. In Jesus' most holy and precious name, amen.